0: Welcome to the Prophetic Collective podcast. My name is Stacey Hillier, and I'm so excited that you've decided to join me, some of my friends from all walks of life, as we chat about how the prophetic is purposed to build both the church and to break outside of her four walls into your world. We'll chat to prophetically minded people who will inspire you. They come from all walks of life, somebody for everyone to relate to. And each conversation has the purpose of equipping you to prophetically build and lead in the places and spaces that God has placed you. So let's go. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining me again today for the Prophetic Collective podcast. I want to thank you for subscribing and for sharing and reviewing and doing all the things because that really does help us. And also, I know my guests, guests, not my guests, my guests love hearing how your stories have helped them. Today we are in our final episode in our spheres collection where we talk about all things the church and I've probably saved the best to last or definitely my favorite to last. And in our seven spheres, we've covered business, education, family, science and medicine, arts and media, government. And then last week, we chatted all things sport. And finally, today we land on the church. And the heart behind each of these spheres has been that we would become more aware of our calling to carry the Holy Spirit with us and operate in the spiritual gifts he has given us, including the spiritual gift of prophecy, wherever he has placed us. And we have heard some incredible stories. We've also focused on where our nation is at and what God might be saying in that. And we've been encouraged to pray, to intercede and to prophesy for people in these spheres. And I really do hope that these have been empowering you. And I would love to hear your stories of how they have been doing that. But today I've got a number of guests from my home church, Numa Church, because basically I wanted to have a discussion about what God is doing at our church and how we are part of building a prophetic community. And so I'm going to start straight up by introducing my very special guests. And firstly, Prophet Steve McCracken. I am so privileged to learn from and do life with this man of integrity, wisdom, and passion. And Steve and his wife, Sally, are both part of David McCracken Ministries, ministering to the body of Christ in powerful ways. They both speak powerfully into my life personally and the life of our church. So grateful to have you here today. Welcome, Steve.
1: Thank you so much, Stacey. It's an absolute joy and privilege.
0: (laughs) All right, so the peoples, the listeners, they actually love knowing random facts about people. Don't know why, but they do. And so I'm going to ask you one quick question. Each of you, I'm going to do that as I introduce you today. And yours happens to be, Steve, what book are you reading at the moment?
1: Well, uh, Voice of a Prophet by A.W. Tozer. Anything by A.W. Tozer is top shelf. He's my favourite author. Yep. And I just stumbled across this voice of a prophet. And I'll tell anyone that's interested in the prophetic, get that book. It is gold.
0: Well, you know, Toza's always a light read, isn't he?
1: Oh, that's right. Straight off the 10 meter diving platform, I say.
0: <laughs> Can you please share with everyone who's listening today a little bit about your background as a prophet and in ministry, Steve?
1: Sure. Uh, Condensed version, Um, dad started pastoring, mum and dad, two months before I was born in New Zealand, so brought up in a family where mum and dad pastored, but they always modeled so wonderfully how to do life and ministry exceptionally well. So I grew up with nothing but a love for the church. I was one of the different PKs, pastors, kids, where all I wanted to do was be involved and uh, was involved in creative arts, involved in uh, associate pastor for many years, and then at the age of 33. Back in 2006, uh, there was a change in the church where I was full-time and had to go part-time for a short period of time Mm -hmm. because of the challenge in the church. And until that sort of, I suppose, righted itself where I could go back to being full-time. And in that time, I could go back to my old job at Hume Mm -hmm. Doors for a couple of days a week or I could go and see if Dad – do anything to help him so Mm -hmm. we went around to see mum and dad on four o'clock on a thursday in august in 2006 and um before i spoke dad said can i speak i said sure and then he proceeded to threw down the mantle and said you're my natural son you're called to be my spiritual son you're called to be my elisha you're called to be a prophet to the nations and if you don't pick it up now you'll miss the mantle that god is placing upon you this day and so through a whole series of things in that one hour meeting i picked up the the mantle as it were from being a pastor to being a prophet being called and appointed by another prophet and that was on Thursday, and I started on the Monday, and that was uh, 15 years ago. Wow. And so before that, there was not in my frame of reference. It was not in my mind, but God knew, and I think that's the only way a prophet can be called, appointed by another, never self-appointed.
0: Yeah, I love that. And we might revisit that a bit later. And of course, now you and your wife, Sally, are planted at Numa Church, which is kind of the best news. Tell us a little bit about how you ended up being part of the church family.
1: Sure. I was in uh, 2019, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we absolutely love our previous church, Kingdom Advancing and World Impacting Church. I love it, love it. And therefore, God needed to use something I think practical to tip us out of the nest as it were so that he could position us um, at Numa and we did not know this at the time of leaving it was a go to a land I will show you so Mm -hmm. uh, we had no idea that we're going to land in Numa but I, I believe that the divine connection to and our appointment to Numa church was nothing short of divine. I've never been in a place where we knew that we knew that we knew it is so right. But I, I, I feel in the spirit, it was for a mutual rightness right. in the spirit. In other words, it was mutually for Sally and I in our receiving, but I also see the divine fingerprints of God as we are right now, that it was for those that we get to walk life with and also maybe encourages as, as well. It's like this perfect positioning for the two way, beautiful, uh, just journey of life.
0: Yeah, it is so good. And I'm so grateful to God for positioning you in our house for this time. So Steve, sit tight for a second because we're going to introduce our other friends. We've got our next guest who is one of our location prophetic oversights. And we'll unpack exactly what that means throughout this podcast. But his name is Rue, and he is one of the most accurate and timely prophetic voices in my life. I was looking back through a journal the other day, Rue, and I found a prophetic word from you. Where you actually messaged it to me. I was in another city in Australia and you said, Hey, I see you writing a book. And in this book, you write about forgiveness. And I was like, oh, I don't want to write a book on forgiveness. What is he talking about? Next minute, God speaks to me about writing a book about worship and part of it was the secret place and in Matthew 6, how it talks about forgiveness. So I end up writing part of this chapter on forgiveness and your word absolutely came to pass. You are a weapon. So welcome to the podcast, Rue. How are you going?
2: I'm good. Ah, uh, Thank you so much. Uh, it's That's an honor and a privilege to be part of this. Like, Mm -hmm. yay, come on, let's do this.
0: All right, you ready for your random question, friend?
2: Yep, bring it.
0: If you could have dinner with anybody, who would it be and why?
2: Hmm, one person. All right, I'm going with Dwayne The Rock Johnson.
0: Oh, my God, I did not (laughs) see that coming.
2: (laughs) Absolutely, and why is because... um, I admire his work ethic,
0: right?
2: like um, just how it's his discipline, if anything, from mm-hmm. working out to diet, because I'm so obsessed lately with just everything, workout, diet and whatnot, right. and just his consistency with it throughout the years. So I'd love to just sit down with him, pick his mind, get a few tips off him, and I feel like to have dinner with him. You would have a decent feed. Like you're not going to eat anything sloppy.
0: Do you reckon so it'll be
2: fun? And he's got a mean sense of humor.
0: Do you know what, Rue? I'm going to burst your bubble because I've actually heard he's vegan. No. Yeah. Do you want to change your answer? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, might you know, just be I'll be going
0: s- to the veggie bar.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I'll I'll just keep it spiritual. I'll catch up with Pastor Bill Johnson, wise <laughs> man of God. I'd love to pick his mind apart. <laughs>
0: also vegan. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, I'm not Ru- vegan,
2: rude. <laughs> there we go. Ordered.
0: I am. Guess that counts me out too. So <laughs> Ru, how long have you been at NUMA?
2: Uh, I've been at NUMA for about I think eight to nine years. So I would have come in around 2013, somewhere around there. Yeah
0: amazing. We're so grateful you're here. And the final person I get to introduce is one of my friends, one of my armor bearers, the beautiful, the wonderful Candice Elfine. And Candice is loved by everyone in our church, her and her husband, Steve. She has a second to non-pastoral heart. She's passionate about all things prayer and actually helps me or releases me and leads in this space. And is on the most inspiring growth journey in the prophetic. So welcome, Candy, to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. This is such an honour. <laughs> I'm so glad that we just get to chat online instead of, you know, face-to-face or walking or whatever. <laughs> so here comes your random question, Candice. Let's go. Would you rather a day of solo pampering at a day spa or a day with your closest friends at a day spa? hands down,
3: with my girls. I am an extrovert in lockdown, Jesus help me. I'm energised by people, (laughs) shout out to all our extrovert listeners. It is tough.
0: (laughs) And every other prophet in the world went solo, thank you very much. (laughs) With my toes a (laughs) book. Oh, wow. Um, And Candy,
3: how long have you been at Numa? So, I moved to Numa in 2009 for a guy who is now a pastor at our Uh-oh. city location and my
0: husband. Whoa, that was prophetic, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah,
3: so we've definitely been there for a while and absolutely love it. It is our home and our fan bam.
0: So good. So, now that I've introduced these wonderful people, I want to explain to you why this combination. Why have I chosen them to be on the podcast today? And as all good prophetic people say, it began with an encounter. It's like our version of Once Upon a Time. (laughs) So on July 11 in 2020, I was praying about how to partner with and put legs on a prophetic word that Dr. Michael Maiden had spoken over our house. And he spoke about it being a prophetic well where the ushers would prophesy, the coffee cart people would prophesy. Basically, he prophesied that everyone would prophesy and it would be a big prophetic fest. Now, as Everybody in the pews got really excited about that and so did I in a way as the person given the responsibility of stewarding the prophetic atmosphere as the prophet of the house, I felt an incredible responsibility in that word. And I started to ask ask questions like, well, how do I equip the people? How do I help them mature in this space? How do we create a safe and a biblically sound environment of freedom, not control? How do we not quench the spirit and yet build soundly? And to be honest, in this particular prayer time, I was probably feeling the weight of it all a bit on my shoulders. And I'm not saying that was the right approach, but I'm just being honest with you. And God in his faithfulness gave me a strategy. And here is what he said to me, make room for the prophets. This will not only be a place where prophets are raised and released, nurtured and birthed, but where seasoned prophets come to drink, deposit, fly in and out. The prophetic atmosphere will draw prophets like moths to a flame. I am calling Numa to lead this for Southeast Asia. Watch the prophetic eagles come to the nest in the coming years. Steward them well. Serve them. Research eagles' nests and the role of a mother eagle. Create a prophetic family under a mother and father who can disagree not a band of orphans who gather around agreement. And then he said some personal things to me about my role in this. Now, interestingly, there were some phrases in there I'd never heard before. And I was like, well, this will be interesting. And then I've gone on the journey of, for example, searching up eagles' nests and what is the role of a mother eagle. And God, through those puzzle pieces, gave me some strategy for the nets, or the nest, that he wanted to build at Newman how to approach it. Some of those things were things like eagles' nests are made up of intertwined and interconnecting sticks that make it very strong. They're made up of three layers that provide strength and warmth and safety. That the mother eagle and the father eagles co-labor equally, which is unique. That eagles are faithful to their nest for life. That baby eaglets, which is a term I just love, are pushed out of the nest and then brought back for flight training in a safe environment. And the mother and the father carry this responsibility for training the eaglets equally, and that the provision of food or nourishment is carried equally by the mother and fathers. Now, I'm sure you can hear where I'm going with this. You can hear some of the parallels in that already. So what we have done is we've put in place a three-layered nest. At our church. So what we have is layer one, we've got our eagle prophets. These are our mothers and fathers, our office prophets. And within this group, we have at NUMA both Steve and Sally McCracken, both prophets in their own rights and, and bring such a unique perspective. We've got Roma Waterman, who's been on the podcast before, and our senior pastor, Pastor Corey Turner and myself. And when our schedules allow and when lockdown allows, we talk and we are talking all things about stewarding this prophetic atmosphere at Numa. Then there's layer two in the nest. This is our prophetic oversights or our gatekeepers or our culture builders at each of our locations. So We have several locations across Melbourne and one in Bangkok. We also have one in Perth. And at each of those places, we have a prophetic oversight and Rue is one of those. Then we have layer three, which is in terms of the research, the eaglets. I don't call them that, but this is how we're approaching them, how the other layers are helping me with them. These are people who want to grow in the prophetic. Now, how did I identify these people? Well, (laughs) I use such a holy method. I prayed and God said, I want you to see people's interest on social media and give them 60 minutes. And I was like, what? What? That can't be you, Lord, using social media. So sure enough, I just kind of obeyed this whisper, put this thing out there, which I felt really vulnerable even doing it. Hey, who wants to grow in the prophetic? Get back to me within 60 minutes. I'm going to form some discipleship groups. And the Lord said to me, this will determine people's hunger. You'll measure their hunger. And within 60 minutes, we had way more people than we could handle. And so we put together a couple of groups based around, um, stage of life interest and in how I felt I could best disciple them. And Candace ended up being one of the people who responded on social media and ended up in one of those groups. And each of their journey has been so inspiring. So now, what has happened is that these three layers have been interwoven in various ways, just like an eagle's nest. And we're going to share some of how we've done that with you now. Now, this may not be the blueprint for your church because we need to be careful we don't follow the formulas from somebody else, but that we ask God what his blueprint is for our house. But we did want to share with you today what God gave for our church. And all glory to God, it is actually working. And you're going to hear that from these people today. So Candy, I want to start with you. Would you mind sharing with everyone in a nutshell and just be your beautiful self what this journey has been like for you as you have actually just been given permission to operate in what's always been inside of you and to hear God's voice and and begin to really step out in the spiritual gift of prophecy?
3: Yeah, sure. Firstly, I wanted to say thank you to Olivia Staggers from our Perth location who actually sent it to me on Instagram saying you should do this. So it's amazing how pe- people can pull things out of you that you don't see in yourself because if I'd have seen it alone, I probably wouldn't have even thought about it. Um, so hi, Lib. This has been life-changing for me, Stace. Um, one of the things that I think was really incredible in doing this alongside you was reading a book by Jermaine and Rebecca Francis called Activating the Gift of Prophecy. I'm not someone that likes to read very many books, but this is a real easy read and really pulled out practicals on how easy it is to hear from God. I've always loved encouraging others, but this just takes it to a whole other level, really being able to activate um, things inside you. And I think it really deepened my relationship and love for the Holy Spirit, which has been a beautiful and personal journey but brought a newfound confidence in me and authority um, in him. He met me right where I was at and just showed me how he speaks to me personally, which is different from everyone um, on this podcast and everyone out there. He speaks so uniquely and it's just been an incredible journey
0: it has hasn't it and maybe you and I could just share for a minute Candace what that has actually looked like so we you sat in one of the groups there were a number of women who responded um, a lot of them young mums or young professionals. And I felt like there was room because one of the things when my kids was were young and I still had these gifts God had given me, how do I operate in those when I'm home with my kids most of the time? Because that's one of the struggles for young mums. Am I st- can I still be used by God? What does ministry look like while I'm home? So we formed a group around that. But what did our time together kind of look like? So people could get a bit of a snapshot of that.
3: Yeah, so we met once a month for I think it was six months um, overall for just an hour. But prior to that you would send us um, a video that roughly went for about half an hour just doing some teaching and then we accompanied it with with reading a book alongside that, um, which in this case was the book I mentioned earlier. So from there we were able to form a really beautiful community of mums and I think what's so good about this Stace was that we were able to grow in community
0: yeah
3: excuse me this is not something that um, is a journey to do alone but to do amongst others and being able to share that and grow and it's just been incredible to watch so many of not, not all of them in our group of mums, but mothers of the house and watching how that's outworked when we were in services and could be in church, just the heartbeat of those women and what they're seeing moving in the church.
0: i got to tell you one aspect of it that surprised me was, um, you know, one day I remember worship leading in church and there was some real resistance in the atmosphere that day just for don't need to go into what was going on, but there was just some real spiritual resistance. And I looked up and I saw the gathering. We called this group of women, the weapons. I saw the weapons like flock together and I saw them talk and I saw them activated across the church in prayer. And they began to break things in the atmosphere and intercede on behalf of me who at that time I felt quite alone in what I was doing and I saw things shift in the room and the entire service pivoted, I did not see that coming. It was so awesome. Okay, Ru, yes. you are one of our oversights at a location. You're at our West location, West is best, woo <laughs> I want to talk for a moment, maybe ask you, what has this nest or this kind of blueprint God has given us done for your leadership and in your life?
2: All right. So I think the best way I can explain that is I'll just go through especially the key relationships in that because they've had everything to do with, I guess, me and the outcome of it. So obviously on one end, I I get to have a really good relationship with you where you input us, you provide vision, coaching and direction, which looks like um, meeting every month with Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. and you bring in teaching to the table and we get to just thresh out any things that we might be trying to figure out Mm -hmm. that God has spoken to us. But then on the other end for me, um, I also get to support uh, my pastors, my location pastors. Mm -hmm. So that's Pastor Dave and Pastor Sonia. And that just basically looks like I'm a bearing for them, being their eyes and ears for heaven. And then sort of combining them going like, okay, how can we outwork what God is saying mm-hmm. on a congregational level? So that, what that has done for me within this, um, ego nest setup is I feel like it's really empowered me in my own work with God and especially confidence in just, um, hearing from God. Cause what I found has happened was that the more, I found that I'm covered Mm -hmm. by leadership, protected by leadership, empowered and released by leadership. There's just been more confidence and boldness to just step out and go like, okay, what is God saying uh, to Numa West? And to actually have confidence to go like, I actually can hear from God. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: also just having that space to be able to explore what that could look like with highly capable people like my location pastors who tend to beautifully put arms and feet to what Mm. God is saying in a Mm. really practical manner. So that has just really deepened just my own walk with the Lord in hearing His voice. That and a love for the church. Mm. Um, There's nothing like hearing from the Lord about the body Mm. and actually sitting back and going like, Jesus actually does love His church. Yeah, and you will do anything to lead it and direct it. So I've absolutely loved that as well as just um, being able to empower other people mm-hmm. to just um, do their own journey in walking in the Lord and seeing what that looks like for them.
0: Yeah, and that's beautifully put, Rue, and one of the things, I'm going to pick up on a couple of things you said there. We do a whole session together with our oversights on the Apostle-Prophet relationship, and whilst anybody who's a location oversight, we're not giving them the title of prophet. They're our prophetic oversight. We're giving them room and space to develop and we're training them theologically. So we do about six months of theological training together where these guys actually read three books and we worked through that together Um all the location prophetic oversights we get together once a month and these guys prophesy over one another. They pray for one another's locations. They bounce ideas of what is and isn't working in the areas of prayer and worship at different locations. They bounce ideas about how they're supporting their apostle, some of the prophetic acts they're doing at locations we've worked through. Um, it's actually built wonderful global relationship, hasn't it, Ru? Yeah. And it's been iron sharpening iron, right?
2: On a lot of levels. Like, um, it's amazing. Um, so sometimes you sit in those sessions and you quickly learn that um, we need each other in community as prophetic yeah. people because, yeah. you know, not everybody hears everything. So, yeah. absolutely loving it. It's amazing.
0: And everybody hears and expresses differently. Oh. Um, and so, that's a beautiful thing to see come together. So, Steve, as well as speaking into all things our church life, you've been a big part of helping develop this nest and atmosphere in many, many ways. And we've by no means arrived, but we're on the journey together. What have some of the ways you've contributed to this being and what's that looked like?
1: Yeah. Um, a few things come to mind. But first of all, I just again I just want to honor you, Stace, for your leadership. It's you lead at in every level, including the my position and where I'm at, you just lead so well with such grace. You are an understated gift and I just want to honour you. Thank and you, the, the few things that come to my mind is this. I think it starts with the right focus for being part of a church covenant family and that is a focus on what can I bring to this family, not what can I receive from this family alone. We're always receiving, but... For me, and I've lived this way for many, many years, every encounter, every meeting, every catch-up, I approach it with the focus of what can I give, contribute, and impart. And I think that's a huge thing. Every time I go to church on a Sunday, even going to know, I'm not preaching, I'm not doing anything, I'm just going there. But I'm going, what can I contribute today? That focus will always result in God using you as a vessel the second thing that comes to me is it has the right focus of this is an honor and a privilege to be part of what god is evidently doing Mm -hmm. it's an honor it's a privilege it's it's being invited to be part of Newman eagles to me is such an honor such a privilege and being invited to speak into the different parts of church life and church leadership is an honor Mm -hmm. it's a privilege these are not words this is how i feel and it is never a right mm. to speak into someone else's life on behalf of God. It's always an honor and it's always a privilege. Mm. And the third thing I think that um, I feel when I, when I look at this bigger picture is God has stirred me to connect with and to go on the journey with an increasing number of prophetic people at Numa, yeah. um, including Candice and her husband, Steve, and yeah. including Rue, and yeah. including you, yeah. and and... Uh, that wasn't intentional. It's just almost like God connecting mm. people. And again, the right focus is needed. It's it's not to and this is really important. My part, and that's part of what you asked the question, my part is it's not to replace mm. and it's not to change or correct what you are so wonderfully doing, Stacy. It's but it's to do play my part mm. in a bigger collective whole of God's master plan. Mm-hmm. And the picture, uh, I, I do this with an awareness that like a natural father and mother who bring so much of the same things to their kids, but they also bring a uniqueness yep. that helps their children mature. Yep. The father brings something that the mother doesn't. They bring a lot of the same, but there's certain things that they bring and helps the child mature. I feel that way that um, my part brings a lot of the same as, f- for example, what you bring and what Pastor Corey brings. Yeah. But There's always a uniqueness that I bring that you don't, that you bring that I don't, that helps everyone grow. And to me, the end goal is maturity in Christ, yeah. not just a better gift.
0: So good. So brilliant. You're right, Steve. And then there are other people that For example, Roma is spending time with and I've spent time with Sally and I know you guys are spending time with different couples. And so for people practically going, what does this look like? Some of the things that the Eagles input into is Recently, Steve and Roma spent time at our kids' conference prophesying over and ministering to our children. When we have location meetings, like Roma tomorrow night is doing some prophetic presbytery with the leaders at our west location. Steve and his wife Sally have done that recently with our south location. Um, When we go away on executive retreats, I let the eagles know we're going away to seek direction from God as an executive for dot, dot, dot. And then these guys will pray and often they'll message me right at the time when we're stuck on an issue as an executive and I can say, hey, listen to what this prophet has said and it helps, it brings us direction, it clarifies for us. Um, you're also meeting with people one-on-one like you've mentioned in helping them process the prophetic words they're receiving there are so many ways that these guys are contributing in weighty ways that no one person could carry on their own and this is healthy family with mothers and fathers building the children together and everybody being very secure about what they bring and what one another brings and giving permission and empowerment for that to happen and it's such a joy to be a part of. So you've heard a little bit right there from these guys and from myself then about the blueprint God gave us for this nest and how these guys are contributing to this. But we're going to finish up this podcast here and we're going to come back for part B because we've got so much to share. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what each of these guys do, what God's put on their heart, even for the church in this season. There's going to be some real gold in this next episode. Guys, will you come back and join me again next podcast? absolutely cannot wait
2: come on (laughs) bring bring it on on. bring it on
0: lucky you said that what would i do otherwise so thanks for joining (laughs) us today everybody and we'll be back next week for part b of the church sphere can't wait to see you then